So, Father Lord God, we just want to thank you, Lord, for just everything that you have done for us. Uh, you are the Alpha and the Omega, first and the last, the beginning and the end, Lord. You have continued to just um, show us how great you are during these hard times, Lord. And you have continued to just be with us through everything. We just thank you, Lord. And we, and we pray, Father God, that today that somebody um, uh, gets something very special out of this message uh, and that you continue to help speak through me and you continue to help to speak through the other people in this group to listen to this message and overall apply it to their lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Okay, so um, I want to do a little activity um, the activity did require you guys having your cameras on, but we can just do it with the cameras off. Uh, so I'm going to ask you guys, um, a couple of questions and I just want y'all to use the, um, react button. Uh, so if you guys look at the bottom, um, I think like you're able to do like a clap, able to do like a thumbs up. Um, basically I'm going to ask a series of questions and, um, and basically, I just want you to put your thumb up um, if it applies to you. All right. So the first thing I'm going to ask is um, if something bad has happened to you this past week. All right. We have Kevin. Anybody else? All right. We got some more people. More people. Okay. It seems like a lot of people are, are having a pretty good week then. That's good. Um so then my next question is uh, um, is to uh, give a thumbs up if your first reaction was to pray to God. All right, we got Stephen. We got B. Uh, we got Ryan and Jason. Um, okay, and then now I just want to ask if uh, over, if like at this moment uh, that situation has improved or gotten better to like raise your thumb up if that happened here we got more people we got stacy spencer uh kezia um mike abinai and akia okay that's good um and my last one uh is to raise a thumb if you believe that god can change your situation okay that's a lot Okay, that's almost everybody. Okay, Quadro with a little hand clap. I see you um, for emphasis. Dang. Okay, that's almost everybody. That's good. That's good. Then you guys already basically know like the main point of my um, teaching that. Uh, so then basically, I just want to talk about um, how like we should always have God in our lives whenever we um, encounter certain problems, and why we should always try to consider um, praying to Him first before we think of. Um, any other sort of like uh, solution. So if everybody could go to Acts chapter 12, um, we'll be reading that entire uh, chapter, uh, but, I, but I split it into certain sections. Um, so is the raised hand function available here, Kevin? No, I think you probably just have to use a reaction. Use a reaction. Okay. Okay. That's good. Um, so, so for Acts chapter 12, um, I, I, I decided to split it up into separate parts. So I'll have somebody read verses one to five, another person read verse six to 11, another person 12 to 17, another person 18 to 20, 
and another person 20 to 25. And I decided to like, you know, split it um, a bit unevenly because I feel like each of those sections have something um, uh, different that like we can uh, learn from. Um, so would anybody like to read Acts chapter 12 from one through five? Okay, uh, I think we have Kojo. Is that right? No, I was just dropping it into the chat so people. Oh, know. okay, okay, very yeah. bad. bad. Okay, uh, okay, Barbara is, is, is going to do verses one through five. Thank you so much. Can we have somebody do six through eleven? I will. Okay, we got Stacy. Thank you. Um, can we get twelve to seventeen? Kezia, okay, it sounds good. Thank you for raising your hand. Um, can we get 18 to 20? Okay, we got Brianna. Am I pronouncing that correctly? I hope I am. All right. And then we got Brianna. Yeah. Okay, good, good. Thank you. Um, and then can somebody please read uh, uh, 20 to 25? We got Nicole. Okay, sounds good. Thank you, Nicole. Okay, um, so I, I, I hope you guys like know which verses you're reading from. Uh, Abby Pujo put them in the chat. Um, so yes, yeah, so can we go ahead and have somebody uh, start with verses 1 to 5, and we'll just move from there. Um, Acts chapter 12, verse 1 to 5. Okay. It was about that It was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church and said, intending to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with the sword. When he saw that this pleased the Jews, he proceeded to seize Peter also. This happened during the first feast of unleavened bread. After arresting him, he put him in prison, handing him over to the guarded uh, hand him over to be guarded and uh, guarded by four squads of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. So Peter, who was kept in prison, but the Lord was earnestly praying for God to God for him. Amen. Amen. Acts twelve six to eleven. Now, when Herod was about to bring him out on that very night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and sentries before the door regarding the prison. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood next to him and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him, saying, get up quickly. And the chains fell off his hands. And the angel said to him, dress yourself and put on your sandals. And he did so. And he said to him, wrap your clock around you and follow me. And he went out and followed him. He did not know that what was being done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. When they passed the first and second guard, they came to the iron gate leading into the city. It opened from them. It opened for them of its own accord. And they went out and went along 
went along one street, and immediately the angel left him. When Peter came to himself, he said, Now I am sure that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod and from all that the Jewish people were expecting. Amen. Um, Acts 12, 12-17 When he realized this, he went to the home of Mary, the mother of John Mark, where many were gathered for prayer. He knocked at the door in the gate, and a servant girl named Rhoda came to open it. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed that instead of opening the door, she ran back inside and told everyone, Peter is standing at the door. You're out of your mind, they said. When she insisted, they decided it must be his angel. Meanwhile, Peter continued knocking. When they finally opened the door and saw him, they were amazed. He motioned for them to quiet down and told them how the Lord had let him out of prison. Tell James and the other brothers what happened, he said. And then he went to another place. Amen. Acts chapter 12, 18 to 20. Um, now when they came, when, now when they came, there was no little disturbance among the soldiers over what had happened, what had become of Peter. And after Herod searched for him and did not find him, he examined the sentries and ordered that they should be put to death. Then he went down from Judea to Caesarea and spent time there. Um... Now Herod was angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon, and they came to hot him with one accord. And having persuaded Blastus, the king's chamber of Glen, they asked for peace because their country depended on the king's country for food. Um, Acts 21 to um, 25. On the appointed day, Herod, wearing his royal robes, sat on his throne and delivered a public address to the people. They shouted, this is the voice of a God, not a man. Immediately, because Herod did not give praise to God, an angel of the Lord struck him down, and he was eaten by worms and died. But the word of God continued to spread and flourish. When Barbanus and Saul had finished their mission, they returned from Jerusalem, taking with them John, also called Mark. Amen. 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 All right. Thank you to everybody um, who uh, read. So I just wanted to give like a brief summary. Uh, but basically, um, the king at the time, Herod, uh, was being very violent and he killed uh, James, who was the brother of John, and he placed um, Peter in prison. Uh, so then after that happened, Peter was in prison for a while. He was heavily guarded. Um, and then, uh, God get, brought one of his angels to rescue him. Um, so I want to focus specifically on verses one through five, uh, because it states, um, the way in which Peter was guarded. Uh, it states that, um, and when he had seized him, he put him in prison, delivering him over to four squads of soldiers to guard him, intending after the Passover to bring him out to the people. So I'm going to share my screen real quick because I actually think this is um, a very important thing to show. But he was, oh wait, can you all see my screen? Okay, I'm gonna try and do this on my phone to make sure it works. So basically, 
okay, so something should show up here soon. Well, okay, until it shows up, um, basically, you can imagine Peter. Ah, it's not. Okay, yeah. Wow, it's not showing up. Let me see something. Okay, it's not showing up. Um, so let me, so basically, let's imagine, I guess, I, I'm just going to use my phone for this one. Um, so imagine that this is Peter. Sorry, can y'all see this? Uh, so this is Peter in his prison. Uh, and he was heavily guarded by... Um, you want to join the Zoom through your phone and then share your screen through your phone? Oh, that can also work. Yeah. Okay, yeah, let me do that real quick. Um, let me get on the... Just make sure to mute this one so there won't be that echo. Yeah. Or don't, don't join with audio. Can you all still hear me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me share. Uh, and can you enable screen sharing on my? Yes. Sorry. Let me find you. Option? Yes. Okay, we see. Can you all see it now? Yeah. Okay. All right. So basically, Peter, when they put him in prison, um, he was covered. So, like, let's pretend that the uh, P is for Peter. Um, and he was heavily guarded by four squads. Of, of soldiers so a squad is um normally four people so then he was covered by four groups of four so you can imagine that he had 16 guards around him so then basically when you see this um in the physical uh it seems like there's no way for him to escape uh and that um, and that basically there's nothing that he can do. Uh, but as we see in, in the next verse, uh, so Peter, he was kept in prison, but earnest prayer for him was made to God by the church. So I think that um, actually says a lot. Here, let me stop my share, and I'll bring that back on. Um, but it kind of like shows, uh, first of all, how important it is to be in fellowship. Because he had like a whole nother group of people praying for him. 
And it doesn't state that like Peter um, didn't pray while he was in prison, but we can um, like safely assume that uh, if he didn't, it was probably due to him to, sorry, it was probably due to the possibility of him facing uh, more prosecution. Um, so I just wanted to highlight uh, how, how heavily guarded he was, but how people outside of the church were still willing to pray for him. And I think like, you know, like we can see that in like our lives. I know for me specifically, uh, my mom growing up, my mom probably prayed for me more than I prayed for myself. Uh, so I think, um, having that type of system or that type of support around you in fellowship is extremely important. Um, so now I wanted to, uh, focus on verses six through 11, where, um, it basically states that Peter, he was sleeping between two soldiers and bound with two chains. Uh, and then behold, an angel of the Lord stood next to him and light shone in the cell. So then, uh, it, so then first we were able to see how, um, the prayers that were done by the church started to work. And we started to see how, uh, God sent down his, um, angel to come and save Peter. Cause the first thing he says is get up quickly. And the chains fell off his hands. Um, and the angel said to him, dress yourself and put on your sandals. So then while Peter was guarded by 16 soldiers at, at the minimum, um, I, it seemed like it was so easy for him to escape this jail. And the only way that he was able to escape was through God. So it's um, crazy how he says, dress yourself and put on your sandals. Um, and then later on, um, on verse nine, which is what I think is the most important, uh, is that he says, and he went out and followed him. He did not know, um, what that was being done by the angel was real, but thought that he was seeing a vision. He thought that he was seeing a vision throughout the entire time that God was doing the miracle work for him. And it wasn't until later on when he realizes, um, that like, it was God who like, uh, sent his angel and rescued him from jail. So I wanted to talk about that a lot because um, I feel like we tend to think that we are so trapped uh, in whichever situation that we're in. Um, but like one of the last things that we tend to do is pray about that. Um, so, so then my thing is I believe that like in any situation, uh, in any um, trial or tribulation that we face or in anything good that happens to us, uh, prayer should always be um, essential to our morning routine, uh, to our, like to the thing that we do before we go to bed or just um, in general, just simply just saying thank you to God or uh, praying to God and like telling him about your uh, like struggles is extremely important. Um so then I guess the next thing that I want to like really focus on uh, is basically like how exactly should we do that and why? Um, and I think one of the biggest things with the whys is that uh, when we pray, we overall admit that we are powerless and we overall include God into the conversation. Uh like you guys don't have to go to this verse, um, but in Philippians uh, 4, verse 6 to 8, 
it states. Oh, sorry, I lost my page. Um, yeah, so Philippians four six to eight, it basically states. Uh, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is any worthy of praise, think about these things. So we could, so then... If we're tying that back to what happened in Acts chapter 12, uh, we basically saw um, how uh, Peter was like locked up. Um, basically, he had no no physical way uh, to escape. And like that seems to be like many of the problems that we go through right now. Like, we tend to think so much about like the physical ways to solve the problems that we're in when we never think about um, the spiritual like we didn't see Peter uh, try to fight the guards. We didn't see Peter try to like, you know, escape or like slither through like the prisons. Like he just sat there. He just sat there and he had a group of people um, outside of the prison praying for his release and praying for God to do something. And God came and did do something. Um, so, so that's why like, I believe, um, like in our like young age, uh, prayer should be essential because we're basically submitting ourselves to God when we do that. Because right now, um, one thing that I know about um, young people, and like, and like, this is not to like insult you guys because I, I, I sorry because I also went through the same thing. But basically, um, I noticed that like young people, we tend to have like the most time in terms of like prayer and like asking uh, God to do things and thanking God or just being able to pray in general. But we also tend to have the most excuses, which is generally um, not a bad thing because there are definitely things that we go through that our parents don't have to go through um, and that they wouldn't ultimately understand. But I think when we um, think about those uh but like when we focus so much on like the outside and, and of like the worldly things, like we tend to forget um, what exactly uh, who God is and like what exactly he can do for us. Um, so like another thing that I want to point out is Romans uh, six through eight, where um, he states, let me get over back there. Uh, Romans chapter six, verse, sorry, Romans chapter eight, verse six through eight. Um, eight verse six to eight, it says, uh, for to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Um, so I just wanted to bring that up because like many times um, that's like kind of like one of the reasons why we can't, or, like we feel like we can't pray to God because we feel like we are blocked by sin. Um, and I just wanted to say that like we should, like 
we should feel that way or like it's okay to feel that way but we should also recognize that god was able to um basically jesus christ came down here to wash away our sins so the sins that we have um if we repent uh it should help us improve our relationship with god and help us get closer with him um so then uh so then like so then i guess the last thing that i want to say is that um, whoever we are uh, in the physical is a representation of who we are in the spiritual. So then we could see that um, that when Peter, when he was in jail, uh, physically he wasn't doing anything. He wasn't showing. Like it didn't say that he showed any emotion. It didn't show that show that he uh, showed any like fear or or anger towards the guards or like or to anybody while he was in prison, um, it showed, if anything, it showed that he was calm and collected. And, and like the reason why was simply because he knew that he was going to be fine because he knew that God was in the driver's seat. Um, so then, and at the same time, he had that fellowship, uh, of like other people praying for him at the church. And that's like extremely important. Um, because like, uh, I think like, like one thing that I truly didn't value, um, when I was growing up was like the, uh, importance of like fellowship or having people who also believe in God and like people who are also praying for you. Um, like I tend to just saw churches like, you know, I just come here, read the Bible, pray, learn, and then I go home, um. But I never thought about like you know the the importance of like actually getting to know people at church, the importance of like a men's fellowship and stuff like that, or just the importance of just having people in your corner, Christian individuals in your corner, um, just praying for you and like being there for you throughout the entire time. Um. So yeah, uh, so um, that was a lot. I feel like, but I think like. My uh, main overall message is that uh, God can be able to change your life and that he will be there with you through the good and bad as long as you call on to him. Um, God is all knowing. He is all knowing. Um, But like whether he's going to do something uh, or like whether he's going to be a part of something in your life, um, that does require prayer and supplication. And we saw that um, through the book of Acts chapter 12, um, people were praying for for uh, one of their fellows and, and God ultimately saved him. 